there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Do you love restaurants? Not just eating in them, but working in them. And are you curious about the food and beverage industry and what it takes to break into it? If so, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest is a longtime restaurateur and businessman. But before I introduce you to Nick Freshman, I want to make sure that you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's time for coffee's weekly newsletter that gives you a sneak peek at the episode's and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org and sign up. Now, my caffeinistas, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Nick Freshman, who likes to say that he followed his heart and his stomach into the restaurant business early in his career and has spent over 20 years working in a variety of capacities, including taking concepts from just ideas on paper into thriving businesses that has included running a fine dining establishment to a top franchise you may have heard of called Five Guys, to a high-volume iconic bar in Northern Virginia called Spider Kelly's, and much more. Nick has demonstrated that he has the grit and the secret sauce, we'll explain why I'm saying that, to success in many different areas of the food and beverage industry. No surprise then that in 2016, Nick founded Mother Sauce Partners to solve an ongoing problem in the industry that talented people with great ideas often fail to break through because they lack funding or business expertise. His latest project, The Freshman, where we are broadcasting from live today, is going to be an all-day cocktail and coffee concept opening in early 2020 in National Landing, which is right across from the new Amazon headquarters that are under construction right now here in Northern Virginia. Nick, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am. I am ready to go. And Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And what is your caffeine preference these days? I prefer a pour-over coffee. So a coffee made to order is my go-to, and I drink it all day long. And as I said, we are here in the Freshman, which has as yet to become the concept that you have envisioned, and you're going to be offering all kinds of amazing coffee drinks, right? We will. We'll have a uh, full-service espresso bar open at 7 a.m. every day with very high-quality coffee beans roasted just about a mile and a half away and brought to us. Awesome. Well, I will come back when it's open and uh, give it the time for coffee stamp of approval. I look forward to having you in. Okay, wonderful. So let us kick off the 10 espresso shots. The first question being, what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into the food and beverage industry? I think the beauty of our industry is that the amount of entry-level jobs is limitless. I think that anyone who wants to work in our business can work in our business 
immediately. We have a, a labor shortage and an endless amount of opportunities. So if you're not comfortable in the kitchen, you could work out front in the front of the house. You could be a bartender. You could be a host. You could be a barista. In fact, I started my career in the restaurant business as a server. I think everybody should at least work for a time in our business as a server, whether they choose to make a career out of it or not. But there's plenty of places to enter. And why is that? I think that we have a lot of turnover. A lot of people come into our business for a short period of time and move on. And I think that there is always a lot of changing staffs. And so there's always a lot of openings. But I think particularly in the D.C. area, the reason why there's more opportunity than there ever has been is because there's been an explosion of restaurants in the Washington, D.C. area, like nothing that I've seen in the 40 plus years I've lived here and the 20 plus years I've been in the business. That you read about new restaurants every day. You read about new neighborhoods with dozens of new restaurants. They all need people to work in them. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. So Nick, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people you hire for the positions that you were just referring to a moment ago? So we like to believe that we can teach almost anybody the skills required to perform the job. What we can't teach people is how to be hospitable and have a kind of an innate sense for hosting. So I like to ask people in interviews, when was the last time they had somebody over to their house? Do they like to cook? Do they like to cook for other people? We always prefer to hire on that than on the actual technical skills required to do the job because you can't fake hospitality and it is absolutely necessary if you want to work in our business. I should say you don't necessarily need it if you want to work as a cook, but it is helpful. You're working in close quarters, hot temperatures with a lot of other people. So being good with people is quite an asset. What about someone's major in school? A lot of our listeners are still in college. Does it matter what they have studied if they want to get into food and beverage? <laughs> no. And this would probably be a good time for me to point out that I was actually a creative writing major with a minor in Italian in college. I was prepared not to work in the restaurant business and I was definitely not prepared to have a career in business, but I figured it out. And I think that I think you should major in whatever you want, but I think you should work really hard at it and demonstrate that whatever it was you chose to do, you were very good at it and you performed well. And I think that that's a positive indicator as much as having a specific major in hospitality. Great. What about a graduate school degree? And that is less so obviously for the entry level jobs, but maybe for somebody who wants to run their own restaurant, their own bar one day, do you think there are graduate school degrees that would be useful? Sure. I mean, I think that I would also say that while you don't need a specific major, it, it can benefit you to have a major in hospitality. In the same sense, I think that perhaps making your graduate degree going to culinary school after you had a BA, I've seen a lot of people do that where they say, look, I want to get serious about this. I need to know my craft. I want to go to culinary school. And while you're in culinary school, you can learn about the restaurant business, not just how to cook. In the same vein, I think that MBA never hurts. I think that each individual has to weigh the cost benefit of it. But having that advanced knowledge can be very valuable in business. And it can be extremely valuable if you want to do your own concept and you need to go raise money. If you're asking people for money, you really need to know what you're talking about. 
and that's something that you could certainly pick up with a graduate degree. Definitely. What about life experiences, Nick? You've mentioned that you started out working in various bars and restaurants. Are there any other life experiences that you think could give somebody an edge when they're trying to get a job, whether it's working at the freshman, maybe working at Mother's Sauce? I think that in many ways, working in our business is one of the ultimate life experiences in itself. I said a minute ago, I think everybody should wait tables once in their life because it is an education in how to deal with people that will be valuable to you for the rest of your life. In terms of a life experience outside of our business, again, I think that anything that teaches you to be good with people and to be quick on your feet is a skill that we can we can make great use of. Fantastic. Yeah, that applies in so many industries. Mm-hmm. What for you, Nick, is the best part of being a restaurateur and now being an investor? Well, I get a lot of free food and coffee. <laughs> And cocktails. So that's certainly that's certainly a benefit. But for me, I would say two things. Number one, it took me a while to realize it, but I'm actually not a great employee. I became an entrepreneur because I didn't have a lot of bosses that I was enamored with. So I kind of had to go my own way. And I think that I was lucky enough to pick a business and pick a time where it worked so far. But the other thing about being where I am that's amazing is I'm surrounded every day by a tremendous amount of passion and creativity. We're a hardcore business. I mean, it's all about spreadsheets for us. But we also, in our industry, embrace passion and creativity like I think a lot of other businesses don't really do. People look to us to bring passion and creativity to their projects, to their cities, to their developments. And that's really what we do well. And so to be surrounded by people that just have that in spades is a joy, truly. Amazing. And now for the flip side, because every business and every job has aspects that suck. So what for you, Nick Freshman, founder of Mother Sauce is the part of your current job that sucks the most? I would say that there is a lot of anxiety when you are running your business kind of out on the wire with no net, so to speak. So we are a small business that invests in other small businesses. Everything we do is very high risk. We make a lot of promises that we're going to deliver. And when we do, it's cool. But if we don't, There's no safety net. I haven't had a resume in almost 20 years, so I wouldn't know how to do anything else if I had to go do something else. So I think managing the anxiety of being an entrepreneur is can be quite a challenge. And everything that we do is public knowledge. So if an entrepreneur wants to go start a dental practice and it doesn't work out, it's kind of like, oh, well. Everything that we decide to start out is on Eater and the Post and Twitter and Instagram. And everybody knows about it and everybody talks about it. And when it's going great, that's really cool. But if it doesn't go great, there's a vivid record of it for everybody to see. Not everybody has the stomach for that. Yeah. And that's such an apt metaphor, considering what we're talking about. No pun intended or pun intended. (laughs) So Nick, what has been the best career advice that you've ever gotten? Try not to let your early 20s stress you out. I was going to go to law school until halfway through college. I spent two semesters in a law firm and knew I couldn't go to law school. 
I didn't know what I wanted to major in, so I just majored in what my heart wanted to major in. I didn't have a plan, and I needed to make money. I started working in the restaurants to move out of my mom's basement, not because I wanted to pursue a career in the restaurants. When I got married at 27, I was told my wife that she was likely marrying a bartender for the next forever. It took a while to figure it out. And I think that that's okay as long as you're on a path that feels authentic to you. And I think if you're savvy and you're dogged, you will find your way. So don't be too anxious about the nonlinear path. I don't really think anybody walks down that path and stick with it, whatever it is. I have to say, I think that is going to be my favorite career advice that I've heard to date. That is so (laughs) wonderful because I think, gosh, so much of life is full of different anxieties. And I mean, we're doing this interview right now in the presence of a young man who's going to be graduating in just a couple of weeks, who is in his early 20s. And that just couldn't be more appropriate for you to be sharing that at this time. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And yeah, I was speaking directly to him. So two final espresso shots. Great. The second to last is what movies or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows or fiction books, and I should throw in there reality TV shows, do you think capture the food and beverage industry? Let me start by saying the ones that don't. (laughs) Okay. Because most of them don't. I have not seen a single reality TV program that accurately captures the restaurant business. I have seen some amazing cooking on TV. And I think that I have seen the sort of documentary style work that truly captures it. But that reality programming, which I would put miles away from documentary programming, like some of the Netflix series, I think Chef's Table are incredible. But they don't really talk about the business of it. So they're amazing for showing you the art form, but the business of it and the day-to-day, no one really does. I would name, I'd say two, two programs above all. Big Night, which was a movie made in the 90s starring Stanley Tucci, that was an extraordinary film about what it is like to live and die as a small-time restaurant and the challenges of trying to honor the food you want to cook versus the food that people will pay for and the tension and stress that that can create. And you get to look at this unbelievable sort of literal table of some of the most beautiful food I've ever seen. So, So look up Big Night. And then recently, this series that took place mostly in New Orleans by David Simon called Treme which focused on life in New Orleans after Katrina. But one of the central characters was a chef. And the chef life in that show was the most accurate that I've ever seen from how they drink sodas out of what kind of cup and everything. And I wondered to myself, how did they get this right? David Simon's a huge success with The Wire, but he brought in a lot of really great chefs as advisors. And so that was the most true to form I've ever seen. Fantastic. I'll make sure to put that in our show notes. So final espresso shot. What do you think our Java junkies would be surprised to learn about the food and beverage industry? How much money you can make? I think that I say that not as a sort of Wall Street greed is good kind of person, but as someone who's trying to build a life and a sustainable career. I think that you would be surprised at how quickly you can move up and how well you can do as an employee. 
So if you enter the management track, you can very quickly move up in a lot of these companies and make very good salaries with very good benefits. And I think that the idea that you kind of are always suffering in this business is not necessarily accurate as our business has matured. And then if you decide to go further and you want to actually grow a business and invest in a business or start your own business, we make some pretty good returns if you do it right. There's a lot of risk and they don't all work out. But I didn't get into this because I wanted to run a nonprofit. And so I think more people should look at our industry as one that's worth working in, growing in, and investing in. Fantastic. Nick, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. For those of our Java junkies who live in the Washington, Maryland, Virginia area, You're going to want to check out The Freshman, which is opening in 2020. And of course, Spider Kelly's in Northern Virginia. And anything else you want to give a plug for? We have a concept we partnered with in Falls Church that will be open in June called Thompson Italian. And keep your eyes peeled for a craft brewery in D.C. sometime in 2020 called City State Brewing Company. Nice. Nick, thank you so much for making time for coffee. It's my pleasure. Thank Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.